Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln. 1,499 KLIN. Well, hello, friends. Thursday, April 13th, I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander, who's going to be back uh, with us tomorrow again. Uh, but I'll be filling in for today, and obviously behind the board is our executive producer, Johnny Cadillac, taking care of things here at the uh, Momo Pizzeria and Restaurante Studios, right? Always good to be here, but we do not have a show tomorrow, so no commander tomorrow. Oh, really? No yep. show the whole Hus- time? Husker baseball got moved, so... Okay. They're preempting us. So FYI, no show tomorrow. Speaking of today's show, um, Danny Jurgens from Friendship Home is going to be on. And uh, for some reason, we're having some phone problems. So, Danny, if you're out there, if you're listening, call back in. Or you can call regular line 402-479-1400. And we will definitely get you on the air because we want to talk about uh, some big events that they have going on this weekend and throughout the year. Well, uh, weather, let's look at weather at 510. It's 88 degrees outside, sunny. Feels like a summer day, Johnny. I mean, we went from like... Like winter to summer overnight. And so we've got 88 for today. Here's the thing about today's weather. It's windy. Um, right now the winds are gusting around 30 miles an hour up to about 45 miles an hour. So therefore we've got a fire weather warning that's happening right now. So I want you to be careful out there. I had a chance uh, today to talk to the Nebraska Emergency uh, Management uh, Agency, and they talked about the fires that are going on here in Nebraska. They were just telling people, be very proactive. If you see fire, you see smoke, make sure you contact the authorities as soon as possible. As a matter of fact, yesterday, north of Lincoln, uh, there was a fire that was safely put out, and uh, we're grateful for that. It didn't jump. They were able to take care of it without any real injury, uh, to uh, property or to people. And so uh, we're grateful for that. But there are uh, hundreds and hundreds of acres that have been burned over the last um, really seven to ten days. And fire departments, state patrol, uh, so many people out there fighting those fires right now. So just be very careful. The potential threat is, uh, is there for that. And starting tomorrow, we have a threat of severe weather for the first time uh, in the area. Uh, stay locked into KLIN, and we'll make sure that we get all that information to you as soon as we can. Well, also on the second half of the show, we've got a lot to talk about. We may, may be doing it in the first half of the show here. Uh, but there's a lot of sparks flying at the Capitol over the last couple of days with the debates on abortion with the heartbeat bill and a bill also that would ban gender-affirming health care for minors. That's called the Let Them Grow Act. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. As a matter of fact, the Let Them Grow Act actually passed um, to the second round uh, today, and there was <laughs> there was a lot of comments uh, from uh, those who are opposing the act itself, and uh, we'll dig into that a little bit more in the second half of the show. Uh, also today, it was the first, I believe, it was the first mayor debate that happened, among, you know, again uh, with uh, Mayor Larry and Gaylor Baird and her opponent coming up uh, in the primary election, um, or general, excuse me, uh, Suzanne Geist. So they, uh, I, f- I followed the feed, you know, I followed it. It was like minute by minute, second by second uh, for their debate today. Um, not much really there to report, but I'll talk a- about a couple of things in the second half of the show that uh, stuck out to me. Then the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, man, he's he's making social media posts in his cool um, shaded glasses. He took matters into his own hands, Johnny, in Twitter uh, a couple of days ago, and we're going to talk about that. I think we're going to try to get Chris Lofgren to come in because I got a question for him in regards regards to what happened uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and then how that can relate back here to Nebraska. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, And then also, what would you do? Johnny, answer this question. What would you do with $750,000 worth of dimes? Like like literal dimes. Oh, man. 
<laughs> seven hundred and fifty thousand. How many dimes is that? Can you do math in your head real quick? Oh man, that, not that fast. Like, what ten dimes in a dollar? Right. So seven hundred fifty thousand times ten is point zero one. It would be seven and a half million yeah, my dimes. Goodness. A lot of dimes. Well, there's a story that I saw today that I was doing a little research in. I've got a question about it, but it's pretty cool. Um, well, I don't know if it's cool for the people, you know. It's probably the government that owned the dime, but it was it's interesting. It's an interesting story, yeah. and I want to talk about that. Well, so. immediately you said seven was it seven point five or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So immediately I'm sitting there thinking I'm gonna pay off my student loans and my credit <laughs> card and everything, and then you use the word dimes, and I'm like, that's a lot of dimes, and now I gotta maneuver things first <laughs> that is a lot of dimes so we're going to talk about change as well i had a buddy of mine over last night and he's like doug do you even carry change anymore so we talked about that so we'll talk about that as well if you've got some thoughts or opinions about those or any other things please call in rick stein recognition hotline 402-479-1400 well our first guest was to be um danny jurgens uh from the friendship home here in lincoln she's the development director for friendship home Hopefully she can call in. Uh, obviously something went wrong with our phone lines. Um, Danny, you can call that line back, or you can call the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400, and we can get reconnected. One of the things I wanted to do is have her come in. They've got a big event coming up this weekend called Stuff the Bus, uh, and uh, it's a great opportunity to not only bring awareness for domestic violence that they help so many people with in our city, but it's an opportunity also for them to get funded and to get uh, some of the supplies that they need. That is happening this weekend. And hopefully when she calls back in, uh, we'll get more information regarding that event. Also, uh, I, will, I wanted to talk to her just about just domestic uh, abuse and violence awareness uh, that happens here in the city. They have helped thousands of people, um, men, uh, women, children, uh, over the last several years and sheltered so many of them as well to give them the care that they need during a time of crisis. And I deeply appreciate all the work that they're doing. Uh, they've got a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that I think a lot of people don't know about, and that's... Uh, why I wanted to have Danny on. They also have a crisis line and a safety planning line. So if you are experiencing yourself any kind of domestic violence, uh, I highly recommend that you call them up. Um, and it's anonymous, 402-437-9302. It's 402-437-9302. And if Danny is able to call in, maybe we'll jump into that in the second half of the show. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into some of these stories. What do you say, Johnny? Let's do it. Are you with me? Yes, I am. All right. Okay, so um, we talked about the uh, the red flag warning that's going on right now until 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, like I said before, Lancaster County had its brush with a wildfire just north of Lincoln yesterday. Firefighters from Waverly, Malcolm, Valparaiso, and Ceresco were you know, we're there to put out the fire. Nothing really happened, but that's not what happens. What's happening in the rest of the state, Southeast Nebraska? We've got some major fires going on. We've got major fires going out in Western Nebraska as well. And I talked to Jody Fowl from the Nebraska Emergency Management Agency today, and we were going to try to get them on to kind of give us an update. But she's like, Doug, all of our people have been working basically around the clock, and they weren't available for today's show. Uh, but she did want to tell people, you know, just be careful out there. Make sure that you report anything that's out there. Make sure that we stay safe. 
safe. We, she did say, she, I don't want to see any more fires started. <laughs> so, um, obviously, we, none of us do. Uh, but the governor put and declared six counties as disaster areas. So that means they're going to be able to get some financial support as well. Um, the counties have also been receiving support and management services from agencies like the State Patrol, National Guard, 75 firefighters from uh, 26 different departments. And so uh, I just want to say, you know, first of all, thank you for fighting those fires. Thank you for taking care of us, uh, both here in Lancaster County and in Nebraska, uh, because that potential threat uh, is there for quite a while. And the reason why it's so bad is because we have the drought going on. It's so dry. And when the, when the winds pick up, uh, it gets, uh, you know, it gets, uh, it just gets difficult to be able to fight those things, especially when these fires are jumping um, uh, roads as well. At this point, um, you know, we've seen a lot of things, um, you know, happen in regards to the grass fires and field fires, nothing that's really damaged people personally or structures from my understanding. And we want to keep it that way. So we just wanted you to be aware. The other thing that's uh, potentially uh, having a threat on that is tomorrow we have the threat of severe weather here in southeast Nebraska. And that along obviously comes with lightning and uh, the potential for things to happen uh, in regards to fire and, and safety. So uh, anyway, just be aware of that. Stay tuned to KLIM. We're going to keep you up to date on everything that's going on. Um, so we're going to jump into, um, actually, it looks like we have Mike on the phone for uh, talking about school board. I wanted to talk a little bit about that because uh, we'll maybe jump into this after Mike's call. But at the um, you know legislative session today, there were some fireworks that uh, really were sparked in regards to the Let Them Grow Act. It's LB 574. And it's designed to really um, ban gender-affirming health care for minors that um, the proponents feel they're not old enough to make that decision for until they're an adult. Um, that actually passed in advance to the second round with a vote of 33 to 16, from my understanding. Um, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, that we probably need to talk about is not only that, but then also we have the abortion um, bill as well that advanced too. That's LB 626. It advanced with the same vote of 33 to 16. So um, with that, um, Lincoln Public Schools, you know, uh, has recently, I don't know if you've seen this, Johnny, in the news, um, they... Um, recently passed um, and they haven't got an organization that does this uh, cards that can and signs that can be uh, put up in classrooms supporting the LGBTQ plus students um, and they're doing this despite criticism about their use and amid a legislative push again for that band of gender uh, affirming care for transgender youth LPS recently approved the signs which are basically the rainbow pride flag with the words that on it that say all means all and then next to it is a brief statement in support of these students. Um, the small card says this, um, LPS believes that all means all encompasses our students who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Uh, Tuesday night, there was a school board meeting, and uh, during that time, there were a lot of critics, parents that went there to uh, really share their opposition to this whole idea of, of and now here's the thing about the cards, they're, from my understanding, they're available for all classroom and all teachers to put up from K through 12. So it's not like, you know, maybe it's just to high school, um, you know, students in, in in that age area, but it's all the way through K through 12. And so, like I said, there was a lot of opposition. As a matter of fact, uh, in the Lincoln Journal Star, I read that Luke Meduna, uh, who has three elementary age uh, children in LPS, he was one of about 20 people who spoke against the sign on, signs on Tuesday, um, in which uh, he said that his fourth grader's classroom already had a card up. And his quote was, these are sensitive issues that parents should be directly involved with in using with their children 
children at appropriate times and not the responsibility of a passive poster on a classroom wall. So I want to turn things over and uh, to Johnny here to get Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. All right. I hear you want to talk about the school board meeting itself. Is it was it re- in regards to these cards? Yeah. Well, what you know, I'm thinking about getting. Uh, I no longer have kids in grade school or anything, but I'm thinking about finding a little neighborhood kid. You, you know, I think just play along with me here. I like uh, Jose Canseco. Thought he was a great baseball player. So I think if I made up some cards that had a big eye plus a big heart, and I love JC. And see if the kid could, um, you know, get that in the classrooms and uh, promote, you know, their love for uh, JC. Right. But I don't know how the school board would reflect on that. And also, I just heard that apparently, unlike the school board or the schools, the city of Lincoln, when it comes to um, give the Lincoln Day, all doesn't mean all. I, you know, I have a, I, I, you know, I have a question about that. I was thinking about that on the way in. The reality is, I believe that the and 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 I could be totally wrong, but I I appreciate you bringing that up because I believe the perspective behind all means all is exclusive in some way, um, just because of the way our culture is pushing these issues, and that's what's been hard about this. Let me ask you this, Mike: um, sure. Can we agree on this? Can we agree that our kids and I'm when I mean kids, you know, let's talk about just let's take it up to about um, uh, 15 years old from day one to 15 okay. years old. Can we agree that kids Kids are easily influenced. Oh, I've seen their clothes. Their clothes change with the latest fad. Their hair color, their hairstyle changes with the latest, you know, what's on TV. Yeah, they're very easily influenced. Yeah, so they I... Are, uh, they're they're putty they're putty in somebody's hands right and i you know we had so we lived in dallas texas for about five years my wife and i we had our first child uh our son down there and of course i'm a i'm a i'm a full-fledged nebraska cornhusker right so we were down in texas but guess what my son i think we moved back here after about two or three years after he was born he was a huge husker fan why was that because I was a Husker fan, and I guarantee yeah, you, if I was yeah. an Iowa Hawkeye fan, or if I was, uh, you know, if I was an Oklahoma yeah. Sooners fan, he would be that right. fan because of the influence exactly. there. And I think that's what this question right. is about, especially right. with this LB well, um, bill that's in. Exactly. Go ahead. Exactly. I mean, and right now they just came out and they said, you know, give the Lincoln. That used to be every opportunity for every organization in Lincoln. Well, now. I heard the Catholic diocese is not going to participate in these, the schools, because they have to go against their own beliefs. And so apparently, all means all does not pertain like it does in good old LPS. Right. Well, I doubt they could get that I Love JC club started in a local grade school. Well, Mike, I appreciate your time on the air here. Thank you so much for calling in. You bet. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. All right, it's 523, and uh, we've been talking about some hot issues. I think we got more calls on the line. Chris is waiting. Uh, we're going to hope to also talk about Friendship Home as well, uh, which will be uh, really good to be able to talk about their event that's coming up. It's 524. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3. 
KLIN. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Uh, filling in for the commander for today. He's going to be back again, I believe, on Tuesday now. Uh, there's no show tomorrow because baseball got moved up right before we came on air. Um, and then Monday I'll be filling in as well. I'm hoping to have Senator Julie Slama in to talk about all the fireworks that are happening at the state capitol over the last few days. Um, so she's going to finalize that with me tomorrow. Once she finds out what their schedule is going to be uh, moving forward for next week. I also want to apologize for the graphic nature of the last call with Chris. I uh, appreciate the call and the thoughts, but the graphic nature of that is something that um, uh, I just personally want to apologize for. All right, well, this weekend is a big one for Friendship Home here in Lincoln as they prep for the annual Stuff the Bus um, that's going to be held Saturday and Sunday to raise awareness for uh, domestic violence and provide needed items for families served by Friendship Home. So on the line, I've asked uh, Danny Jurgens to join us. Danny is the Development Director at Friendship Home, and we're so excited, Danny, that you were able to uh, finally get called in and get patched through. We had some phone problems there, so thank you for being persistent. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. I tell you what, why don't we start out? I'd love for our, our listeners to get to know our guests when they come on. Share a little bit about yourself and ultimately how you got involved with Friendship Home. Absolutely. So as you said, my name is Danny Jurgens. I'm the development director at Friendship Home. Um, honestly, I started here in 2004 as an intern at the time. Um, that's where my passion really grew for the mission of Friendship Home. I really connected to the families that I was working with and then accepted a position in 2005 um, and worked as an advocate case manager volunteer coordinator over the years and um, after five years of being away from Friendship Home I just returned back in the end of October. It's something that's been near and dear to my heart over these years and something I've always dedicated my work to and um, felt that I needed to return. So why so you said you returned to it, it was last October 2022? Yes. So yes. Wh why why is this a passion for you? Because I feel honestly that everybody needs to be able to feel safe and loved and respected in their own home mm. um, and in a relationship. It's something that as humans, we all deserve. And I feel that those that are perpetuating violence need to be held accountable. Um, we need to have the community to be able to say that this isn't okay and this is no longer acceptable and we're going to hold those actions accountable. So any part that I can play in that mission or that vision that we have at Friendship Home, um, I'm going to do everything I can to help. Well, I appreciate you doing that. I, you know, I always tell people, and this is a great example of turning uh, pain into a purpose, and that's exactly what you're doing. So we appreciate that. What um, what services then do you provide at Friendship Home? Because I I knew a little bit about what you did. I followed your organization for years, but I didn't know all the specifics until I dug into your website and learned about all the different kinds of uh, services that you have available. The numbers of people that you've helped over the years has been really impactful for our community. So what do you provide? Yes. So we provide an, an array of services for those that are seeking, whether it be shelter or advocacy because of domestic violence in their life. It starts with, we have a 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year crisis line where people are allowed to call in speak to an advocate who's there to help provide resources, answer questions, um, just be that safe person for them to speak to. We also have case management services available for those that check into our shelters. 
um, where they're really working one-on-one with survivors and their children. We have children's advocates that work very closely with our children, providing support, comfort, somebody that they can speak to as well. We provide emergency shelter through transitional long-term shelter, um, 24-7 advocacy, as I said, support groups, um, counseling, many, many different resources available to those in our community. Uh, as I was looking at your stats here, you have 40, it says you have um, 43 facilities where you provide vital services. Um, explain that. Yeah. That's a it, lot. Um, it is a lot. Friendship Home has grown tremendously due to the needs. You know, the needs continue to grow and we have continued to grow with it. We have a large, one large communal living shelter. Um, That is the way we've always operated over the years was a communal living shelter until 2015. We spoke with another organization in New Orleans and learned that they they were sheltering people in apartment complexes, Mm. in their own apartments. Um, When somebody is experiencing domestic violence, it's a really traumatic experience. And then to put them into an environment where they're living with many, many other people going through a crisis as well. So we have single-family shelters scattered throughout the city of Lincoln, as well as our still our communal living shelter. We also have long-term transitional housing shelters. Those are for those that have gone through Friendship Homes program and needs more time for housing options available to them. And then we have our services center. That service center was our original shelter, um, and that is a fully functioning service center available for staff officing as well as those that are needing assistance, potentially meeting with an advocate in a private confidential location, potentially help with the protection order. We have a boutique for clothing items, food items. Um, so those are that's how you get that total amount of how many yes. different locations we have throughout the city of Lincoln. That's amazing, all the opportunity that you're providing, which is great. Um, let's talk uh, Let's talk more about um, domestic violence because I really want to bring awareness to this. What are the stats here in Lincoln in regards to domestic violence that you are aware of, and how you know how much are people impacted by this? Yeah, um, it is something that impacts everybody, whether they know it or not. It's you know it may not personally have been you involved, but it could be a family member, a friend, a coworker. Um, anytime I present, I ask the question of somebody. You know, raise their hand if they know somebody that has been impacted by domestic violence and majority of people know someone in their life. Mm. Last year alone at Friendship Home, we served 1,554 survivors and their children of domestic violence. We know that's just a portion of those that are reaching out to us because not everybody reports on it. Um, Statistically, they say one in four women and one in 10 men will experience domestic violence at some point in their life. And I don't see those statistics being any different here in Lincoln than they are nationally. Honestly, I feel that those are a little high. I think the numbers are probably more like one and two, one and three. Mm. It's just not a highly reported um, circumstance that's happening to people. How many, how many children does it impact? At least, at least from what you experience at Friendship Home. Um, quite a few. So, as I said, we served 1,554 survivors last year. Over 60% of that was children. Oh, wow. Yes. 
So we, we here at Friendship Home, we're serving more children than we are adults that have um, been displaced due to domestic violence. So how do you, how do you serve the, the, the children then? What, is, what are some things you have in place to be able to help them as they go through this process? Yes. As I said, we have children's advocates. They're there right when they check into shelter. We have children's advocates that are specifically assigned to a family. And they're there to provide some comfort, support, and a safe person to speak to. And the person that they could open up to sometimes they haven't talked to anybody about what they witnessed in their own home. Um, So they have that chance to be able to meet with them. They also are there to provide resources you know, if some of the children may need counseling services beyond what we have here in shelter, um, whether it be help locating schools, talking to the schools, lots of different resources that they provide. But we also try to provide a home-like environment for every family that comes through our doors, and that includes children, giving them toys, a safe bed, their own blanket or stuffed animal, something that they enjoy and can experience and makes it feel safe and warm and welcoming for them. Well, it's 546. We're talking with Danny Jurgens from Friendship Home on 1499.3 KLIN. Danny, before we talk about your Stuff the Bus event coming up this weekend, um, would you would you share with our listeners, like, at what point, at what point should somebody call? Um, whether it's themselves that's, that they feel, you know, because I know there's, in re- relationships are difficult, right? And um, a lot of times uh, people will stay in relationships longer than they should and put up with violence or abuse um, because they feel like they have to stay or they don't want to break up the family or whatever the, whatever the reasoning might be. But if somebody thinks they're experiencing this and just needs somebody to encourage them to move to the next step, what are some things that, uh, you know, um, people need to be looking for either themselves or with people that they love um, to be able to say, all right, this is, it's a time to call. It's a time to make, you know, make, make a contact with somebody that can help. Yes. So the number one thing to think about is this is a journey for everybody that is going through it. Not everyone's experience when it comes to domestic violence is the same. Also, statistically, we know that the most dangerous time for a person to leave a domestic or most dangerous time for a person is when they are leaving a domestic violence relationship. It stems from the perpetrators losing that sense of power and control. Um, that's often when we do see homicide suicides happen. We actually, one of our statistics from just the last six months of last year, we ask every person that contacts us a series of questions, and 58% of them reported that their partner had threatened to kill them. Hmm. So Hmm. we know it's very dangerous, very dangerous for them when they're leaving. And so that's something we want them to consider as well. But when they're thinking about calling anytime, there's no right or wrong time to call. They can call that crisis line and say, I might be experiencing domestic violence. I don't know. And they can just talk it through with an advocate. A friend or family member could call an advocate at any point in time and want just some advice. The number one thing to talk, think about is listening and sharing and telling them that you believe them when someone opens up to you. Um, some signs to watch for in a friend or family member is signs of isolation. Maybe they're not contacting you as often. They're not calling. They're not texting. They don't want to spend time with you. Um, when they are with you, their partner is calling them incessantly, nonstop texting, 
They seem more fearful than they used to be. Just some some smaller minor signs that you might be able to see at the beginning. Your crisis line number is 402-437-9302. That's 402-437-9302. Well, Dana, let's talk about Stuff the Bus. You've got this event coming up this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. Talk about what it is and how our listeners can get involved. Yes. So Stuff the Bus, this is our 24th year of doing Stuff the Bus. We are so excited um, and hoping for a great weekend. We partner with StarTran, Alpha Media, and uh, alongside Walmart and Sam's Club. And what will be happening is there will be four city buses at every Walmart location. Wow. And it will be shared with us. Yes. That's a lot. <laughs> um, it is a lot. It is a lot. It takes a lot of volunteers to do this, um, a lot of dedicated volunteers to have there all weekend long. Um, it also is partnered with Sam's Club as well, so those items can go on the buses as well. But we will have volunteers handing out highly needed lists to every customer that's walking through those doors this weekend of items that these survivors that we're working with can use, can have in their homes. We can stock full all of those different locations that we talked about of toilet paper and paper towels, those basic needs that oftentimes we don't think of, but when someone is leaving a domestic violence relationship, they're often leaving with whatever they can fit into their hands. What um, can, uh, how can people get information with that? Because can, can people get online to see what, what you all need as well, or do they need to get that information at the bus itself? We, do, we will be handing out those items. We always keep an updated needs list on our website, which is www.friendshiphome.org. But if you're out shopping this weekend at a Walmart or Sam's Club, you just look for the volunteers standing out at the doors. They'll be handing out those needed list items. Um, they can always grab food and cleaning supplies, office supplies, quite a few different items that we need. All right, before we close things out, I want to ask you this question, Danny. What are you most proud of with Friendship Home? I would say the way that we provide individualized services. Uh, Not every person is experiencing the same situation. It's their own life. It's their own journey. It's their own experience. So we really, really try to make our services individualized based on their needs. We meet them where they're at. We don't want to force anything upon them. We allow our doors to be open to them at any point in time in their journey, um, even if it's something they need to return to. And that, that truthfully makes me proud. Mm. It's just unique individualized services. And you have a lot of volunteers as well, right, that help out throughout oh, the week? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we have... <laughs> Regular volunteers that help us um, operating and functioning and organized in our, our shelters throughout the week, as well as the hundreds of dedicated volunteers that help throughout the year at all of our events. Good. Well, you uh, Will you share with us the website and your crisis line number again before we close it out? Yes. The crisis line, once again, is 402-437-9302. And that's there for anybody to call 24 hours, seven days a week. And our website is www.friendshiphome.org. All right. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. It's good. Uh, I wish you the best this weekend. Let's let's, uh, fill those buses. How many total buses will there be then? Do you know a total? There will be four city buses, so and they they get stopped. Um, last year, we brought in over fifty nine thousand dollars worth of donated wow. items, thanks to our community. Yes, that is great. Well, let's get out there and let's make it 
well over $59,000 worth. So that's really good. Thank you so much for all your help and your work with Friendship Home. It's I think it's a great, great organization. You're doing a great work, and just keep it up. Way to go. Thank you so much. You bet. Danny Jurgens from Friendship Home here in Lincoln. Uh, it's 553, and we're going to take a quick break before we wrap things up for the end of the show. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3-KLIN. Well, it's 556 on Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks again for joining us on your drive home. I am not Jack. I am Doug Fitzgerald. Filling in for Jack, he's going to be back again, I guess, now on Tuesday since we have baseball uh, taking over drive time tomorrow. All right, so I've asked Chris Lofgren, the, <laughs> the famous voice in Lincoln here, uh, to come in the studio because i got a question for you. Um, there was a Twitter uh, tweet uh, from the Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. All right, I don't know if you saw it. Did you I see? I do it? not tweet. Okay. I don't do any of that stuff. All right, so he took matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. All right, and oh, it's, I did hear about it's this, showing yeah. him uh, laying uh, blacktop over a pothole, which basically, from my understanding, they tore up the street to fix a gas line, didn't repair it for several weeks. So he just took his matter in his own hands, and he, and he tweeted this with a video today. After the whole neighborhood has been upset about this giant pothole that's been screwing up cars and bicycles for weeks, I went out with my team. He had his cool shades on to fix it. <laughs> I always say, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. So here you go. So here's my question, yeah, Chris. You bet. Is it legal for the average person to go out and fill a pothole? Let's say there's a pothole right in front of your house. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pothole that's going to cause damage. My question is, I started going down this rabbit trail today. Is it legal <laughs> to go out there and fill it or not? Or that, do you even know? Cause I tried to find. That's a really good question. I, in, and it, it probably depends on the situation, but. Uh, I would, don't think it's illegal, but I don't think it's recommended. Right. Cause then you're like, what are you going to put in it? That's it. They, <laughs> I mean, they have special materials and things like that that are built for roadways. My guess is whatever he got was not necessarily built for a street. It well, might, it might it, work for your backyard maybe, patio. Yeah, that yeah, was a bag probably you got from Home yeah, Depot or something. Yeah. It was Quick, quick Crete, I think. Quick Crete. That's like what that. it was. Yeah. Quick Crete Blacktop. Yep. So, you know, they're, they do not encourage it, I'm sure. They they don't want you to do that kind of stuff. But I felt his pain when I heard about the situation. And more times than not, we see a construction site come into fruition, and they do some work, and then it just sits there. Right. <laughs> and know. it's like, are you guys going to do anything about this? Are you coming back? We don't know. And nobody gives you a real timeline on some of this stuff. And I'm sure that neighborhood, they were sick and tired right. of it. They got tired of yeah. it. And, and Ar- Arnold being Arnold, and maybe he wants, he's take uh, it one of the only people can take former it Former governor, hands. I mean, you know, the guy can do what he wants to do, I <laughs> That's think. That's right. Well, Chris, thanks for coming in. I appreciate that. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to Drive Time Lincoln. You can check out the podcast at KLAN.com and all past episodes. A big thanks to Danny Jurgens for coming on, and also executive producer Johnny Cadillac for taking care of things behind the scenes. Sports Nightly is up next. You've been listening to DTL on 1499 Ninety-nine three KLIN.